everyone. Welcome back to the East vs. West podcast. My name is Jake Schwanitz. I'm Jonathan Rich. Welcome back, man. Good to have you back on the podcast. Today we're going to dive into free agency a bit. We got a list of 10 players that we think will be the most impactful free agents this coming season. Um, we left out a lot of the guys that are going to be tagged, like Demarcus Lawrence, uh, Jadeveon Clowney, Frank Clark, D. Ford. Um, left some of those guys out, so we think these are the players that are most likely to hit the market and most likely help out their new teams the most. Um, you want to start us off here, Johnny, with our number one player? Yeah, sure. Um, so we'll just get into Le'Veon Bell. Obviously, he's a big one. Um, it's been long debated about him and a lot of drama going on. I think, honestly, when it comes down to him, the two top teams in cap space, the Jets and Colts, they both kind of need a running back. I think that for the Colts, they have the cap space. Um, I don't know if they need to spend it on him, but I think it could help Andrew Luck a lot and really make that offense dynamic. Um, plus, they have the money. And then with the Jets, I don't know how well he would run behind an offensive line that's not too great, um, but he definitely would take a lot of pressure at Dar- off Darnold running routes and really serving as a slot guy. Yeah, I agree with you there about the Jets. I wrote them down as well. Um, definitely someone to watch out for just because of the money they have. Uh, they want to help out Darnold, like you said. Uh, I could see uh, McCagnan trying to make a splash too, try and save his job a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, another team I wrote down was Baltimore. I think the division rival angle is something that Le'Veon especially is going to take into consideration with how Pittsburgh treated him. Uh, I mean, the two years of the tag, I think he was very upset about that. And I think he's not done sticking it to Pittsburgh. So, I mean, you have Bell, you have Lamar back there. No, think, yeah, he would be cool on that rushing offense. Yeah, it makes player. you pretty dynamic, you'd think, right? And then you can use him as a receiver, as you said. Uh, the other team I wrote down, though, was Cleveland. Um, I know they just got Kareem Hunt. but uh, Yeah, the, and it is kind of a loaded backfield, especially before the Kareem Hunt move. I definitely thought this would have been uh, more likely. But I just thought, again, that division angle, and the Browns are probably the team most primed to win in the NFC North, and I think Le'Veon Bell wants to win, too. So. Yeah. All right, uh, second player we have on our list, Earl Thomas. Um, obviously, he made a big deal at the end of last year uh, when he went up to Jason Garrett in the Cowboys locker room saying, come get him. Yeah. He wanted off the Seahawks all last offseason, all that drama. Mm-hmm. Well, this year he gets his wish. He's a free agent. What teams are you looking at? Uh, so I think, like you said, Dallas has definitely been an option with him. Um, they have the cap to uh, kind of spend money on him and get Jeff Heath out of there. <laughs> yeah. Let him play more and I think Thomas would like it there and if he liked it and was in a good situation, I could really see him gelling with that team. Um the other team I chose is the Colts again. A lot of cap space. Um they could use a lockdown player like him uh to pair with pretty young defense at the time and I think he would be a good move for them as well. Hooker and Earl Thomas at safety for the Colts would be a pretty, pretty badass good. combo. Yeah. Um, yeah, I like the Dallas point you made. Uh, I wrote another AFC South team. I wrote Houston down. Um, Tyron Matthews, a free agent. If you get Earl Thomas, I think that's a bit of an upgrade there. Now you potentially have Earl Thomas, Clowney, and J.J. Watt on the same defense. That's pretty yeah, scary, I think. Yeah. Uh, another team I mentioned, uh, obviously, they were talked about around the trade deadline, was KC. Um, don't really know about that one, though. We'll see. Um, Want to go to our next free agent? Absolutely. Um, so Nick Foles is our next one. A lot of speculation about him, the two-time Super Bowl MVP. I'm looking at Foles 
more for those teams that don't have a top pick and don't want to waste a lot to draft. So I think the Jags are a decent choice for him. Um, they'd have to switch up their offensive play calling a little. They couldn't run Doug Marone's normal uh, offense. And I've seen actually a trade proposed Foles for Leonard Fournette straight up, um, which is kind of interesting. Yeah, that would be interesting. And then I also think the Redskins wouldn't be a terrible option. They finished decent, uh, kind of got screwed over with the Alex Smith injury, and uh, he stays in division, knows the, knows how to play in that league. And I don't think it would be the worst idea for Foles. Yeah, I like those teams. I wrote down Jacksonville, too. I had to write down the Giants, though. Um, I could definitely see Foles, you know, maybe a bit hurt about how Philadelphia kind of held him so long this year, almost made yeah. sure he didn't get to the market. You know, why not? Just go in a division, go to the Giants. You know, they're the team in the most need. You have Beckham, you have Barkley, you got weapons. Yeah. Uh, I liked your Jacksonville thought, though. I think Jacksonville's really the team to watch with Foles, especially yeah. with, um, oh, what's his name, the OC now, the guy that was in Minnesota. He was on the Eagles. I can't remember his name, but... Uh, DeFilippo? Yeah, DeFilippo. Yeah, with DeFilippo in Jacksonville, something to look out for. Yep. Our next free agent, uh, number four, Landon Collins, another safety. Uh, weird situation in the Giants recently, yeah. saying he's cleaning out his locker, then people saying he didn't clean out his locker. Also a candidate for the franchise tag, but with the recent drama, we could put him on the list. Yeah. Teams I'm looking at here... Uh, Dallas again, I put, um, Dallas, mm-hmm. I think is definitely trying to get better in the back end. Again, I put Indianapolis. Uh, yep. Another team I put though is San Francisco, a team that you talked about could be needing some help in the back end and they got a ton of cap space, you know, young team. Landon to Collins is a great leader, young player. Absolutely. Who do you got? Um, so I actually have the San Francisco 49ers and the Colts as well. Uh, Colts have the cap, like I said, and so do the uh 49ers who are at six with 74 mil in cap space so they could definitely afford to pay collins as one of the top strong safeties um moving on to the next one cj mosley um i personally think he's been very good with the ravens and that's where i'd like to see him stay um i think the ravens could really try and lock that down and make him if not i would love to see him go to the chargers i think that's a team that's kind of soft in the middle and gets run on a little and they're small and he would bring some uh some more aggression and good run stopping kind of play to his their defense as a total as a whole i like that you said the chargers because i wrote also wrote down two afc west teams i wrote down denver and oakland okay. both teams really need help yeah. at linebacker denver just cut brandon marshall a couple weeks ago yeah. so i think that's uh i like the fit in the afc west though i think those teams all need linebackers so Absolutely. they'll be in the market to our next free agent, Sheldon Richardson, the guy that's been, he's been a free agent a couple times now, kind of gotten stuck on these one-year deals, it seems. I wouldn't be surprised if it's the same situation here, especially with this team I have, the New England Patriots. You could definitely see them signing Sheldon Richardson to like a one-year deal. Um, I mean, he's a former Jet, like you said, play, yeah. knows how to play in a division. And this is just such a Patriots move. They pick up the cheap players on the one-year deals, and then they just win Super Bowls. That's yeah. all it is. Also wrote down Arizona, a team with cap room that, Really had a terrible defense, you know, try and sure that up front there. Who do you got? Um, I'm note with Arizona as I was thinking about them for a few of these things, but I don't really They have the money to do to make a lot of moves. Yeah, but I don't really know if people want to play there. Yeah. I don't know if people want to go and play for them. Uh, I don't know if it's really an enticing opportunity. Um, For Sheldon Richardson, though, I have Cleveland, um, who I think 
he would fit in well. Um, they've always bounced around on that other end and with uh, Nassib and Okubwa or whatever his name is and a bunch of guys. So I think he could just add some depth and really gel, especially playing with uh, Miles Garrett on that line with him. And I also think the Chargers, once again, Sheldon Richardson's always been a decent run stopper. Um, and I think the Chargers, anything they could do to help with run stopping. Nice fits. Um, leads us to number seven. Another guy in the back end, uh, Tyron Matthew. One-year deal last year in Houston. Yep. Kind of on that prove-it deal, see if he can stay healthy. He played okay. I, he didn't play his best year. But uh, he will be a highly coveted free agent. Two teams I wrote down, uh, San Francisco again. We already talked about them. But also Seattle. I could see that move happening. Um, again, interdivision yeah. foe. Um, yeah. You're losing Earl Thomas. I think Earl Thomas and Tyron Matthew are pretty similar in their play style. So I think it'd be an easy slip in there for Tyron Matthew. Uh, I who, agree. Who do you got? Okay, so for Tyron Matthew, I think the Redskins would be a good fit. Um, once again, a team where if the Redskins could land a Nick Foles and then on the back end land a Tyron Matthew to go along with HaHa Clinton Dix because of the DJ Swearinger situation um, after they cut ties with him after he was critical about coaching. I think that would be a good option for him. And then once again, we said the 49ers, um, a team that I expect to kind of switch it up and come ready for this year and really buy in behind Jimmy G. Yeah, definitely. Um, leading us to another quarterback here, Teddy Bridgewater. Uh, another interesting situation with him. Uh, traded to New Orleans midseason, uh, which I thought was kind of a weird move. But the teams I'm looking at here, Washington, uh, especially we already talked about it from the Alex Smith situation. I think Jacksonville is a team to watch here as well, um, especially if they miss out on Foles. I could definitely see them just going mm-hmm. for Bridgewater and uh, moving on from there. Yep. Um, so for Bridgewater, I'm thinking the Jags as well. And then I kind of threw a little sleeper pick in there, um, which would be Cincinnati. Ooh, Maybe I like get that. get him in a, on a team with like a Cincinnati or like a Miami and say – all right, Dalton, all right, Tannehill, you're still on the team, but now Bridgewater's here, and he's going to push you. And if you're not playing well, he's going to come in. I like that. Um, also, uh, another team I want to throw out there, Carolina, depending on the Cam Newton situation. Yeah, if his arm, if com- his arm's not well this year, and yeah. Just bring him in on a one-year deal or something like that. That'd be yeah. an interesting situation for Absolutely. sure. Absolutely. All right, uh, on to number nine. We got Indomitian Sue. Who do you got for uh, targets um, for Indomitian? So I wrote down Cleveland at first, but I'm going to switch Cleveland to the Chargers again. Um, I think he's just a big body and would really help that Chargers just fill the run game. Um, and then the other is the Giants, which I still really don't like that Giants move where they kind of got rid of snacks and they got a fifth rounder back. And this year he was the best defensive tackle in the league. Like, come on. Yeah. That's that's silly. I mean, I get there's, there's one thing about trying to open cap space. It's another thing to get rid of a the top player in the league at his position mm-hmm. um so maybe get his uh in there in the dominic sue um and the giants yeah will help that run game i think his free how he approaches free agency is going to be interesting because i could see him cat trying to cash in one more time and just signing a huge deal with a team that has a lot of space yeah. or i could also see him trying to go to a contender doing, yeah. doing another one-year deal and just trying to win again yeah that's a good so, point for that reason, I wrote down Oakland as a team that he could potentially cash in with. Um, you know, they have Maurice yeah. Hurst. They've got some yeah, young guys on the defensive him. line. So I think that'd be a good fit. I also wrote Houston. 
uh, helps her up that run defense, possibly gear up for another Super Absolutely. Bowl run. All right, and then our last guy in the free agency list, Ezekiel Ansah. Um, I just put the Indianapolis Colts. They need an edge rusher. They yeah. need pass rush. Yeah, yeah, I just yeah. think it's – they've got the cap space. I just mm-hmm. think it's too perfect of a fit. So I just wrote down the Colts. Who do you okay. got? Um, I said the Jets. I think the Jets would be stupid to not really, like, offer a lot of money at Anza. Um, I honestly think Anza might be a better signing for the Jets than Bell. Um, because Henry Anderson was good last year. Mm. And if you pair Henry Anderson – Leonard Williams, Anza, you start forming a little bit of a D-line there. Um, McClendon, who's a good run stopper. And then the other team I put for Anza is Oakland. You've lost a top pick. Yeah. Um, I know there's a lot of DNs, and I know you have a lot of picks, but you also at the same time can take one of those, take someone else for those picks, try mm-hmm. and sure something up because you have some you have the cap space, seventy million. Um, so I think Oakland. Kind of is regretting getting rid of Khalil Mack. Yeah. Um, and they're going to need to find a way to make up for that. I don't think Ansa is an elite rusher, but I feel like no, with the need, player. yeah, but with he's the need quality. Oakland has, they're going to be willing to pay for a rusher, Absolutely. just someone that can play the role. I mean, they had, what, 13 sacks last year? Oh, you yeah. just got to get people on there that can rush. Absolutely. All right. Well, that's going to do it. Quick and dirty episode. Um, I got to move and stuff for the throughout March, so. Probably might be a couple weeks until our next episode, but we'll be gearing up for draft season, get some rankings out and stuff. Uh, Anything you got to say to the people, Johnny? Uh, Thanks for listening, guys, and most exciting time of the year starts now. Um, It's time for draft season and combines and watching free agency through the month of March. The beginning of March is usually pretty big. Last year when I went on my cruise in the beginning of March, I checked my phone like two days later and saw all the signings, all the tradings that happen. So mm-hmm. just keep an eye out and tweet us at any questions or what we think about signings. Uh, just let us know anything we can do to help you guys and just keep keep generating content. Sure, yeah. We're here for your guys' help too. Uh, we love talking this stuff. So, um, yep, uh, getting ready for the combine this weekend, uh, but we'll be on the mic soon enough. So until then, uh, we'll talk to you guys later. Three, two, what is up guys? Welcome back to another episode of the East vs. West podcast. Been about a month since our last episode where we previewed free agency. Uh, now that everything's kind of settled down and uh, we're looking forward to the draft here, I uh, figured we get back on and uh, kind of recap some free agency. A lot of stuff has really happened, trades, uh, free agency of course. Um, also want to cover some draft notes, talk some Broncos as well. So kind of a lot to get to. Uh, sorry for the long layoff, though. Uh, finally back home in the 505. Just been kind of taking it easy and hanging out for a while. But now we're going to start. Uh, I'm going to start getting uh, some more content out here in the future. Starting here with this uh, podcast. Um, I wanted to start off today uh, talking free agency, though, like I said. Um, got a couple teams, winners, losers. Uh, we're going to start with the winners, though. Um, our last episode, our number one free agent. We had Le'Veon Bell, and that's where we begin this episode uh, with the Jets. One of the biggest winners, I think, of free agency. You know, they are lacking draft picks, obviously, after the Darnold trade last year. Uh, McKagan's kind of got a hot seat right now, and they had to go out and spend. Uh, if you want to make this team better, you had to go out and spend. Uh, you're obviously not going to be able to do much to the draft this year, and that's what they did. Uh, went and bought uh, themselves a shiny new running back to help out Le'Veon Bell, uh, Sam Darnold with Le'Veon Bell. 
Also, Jamison Crowder was a signing that I really liked. Uh, I like those two together, too, because it really helps uh, enhance Darnold's strengths, especially in the short game. Uh, you get two guys that can really route run underneath, kind of eat up that uh, underneath stuff and help Darnold out. You know, Darnold's uh, one of his strengths coming out last year was the way he processed everything and how he went through his progressions. When you get these two guys working underneath, that's only going to enhance those strengths, I think. And uh, I'm really thinking that Darnold and the Jets are going to have a big year. Uh, the one thing I'm not really sold on with them, obviously McCagnin's had his issues, but uh, Adam Gase and how this coaching staff with Greg Williams works out uh, could be potential for a lot of in-house fighting and stuff, but we'll see how it really works out here in the end. On the opposite side of the ball, though, they get C.J. Mosley, uh, one of the premier. Uh, we didn't expect him to be a free agent when we were uh, doing our last episode, but the Ravens surprisingly decided not to re-sign their former first-round draft pick. I think it's their first first-round draft pick they did not re-sign under Newsom, which was surprising as C.J. Mosley is a really good player for them. Obviously made that pick against the Browns in Week 17 that uh, sent the Ravens to the playoffs and clinched the division. Now he's on the Jets. Uh, the Jets really, I think, went all out here. Re-signed Henry Anderson to a player that I know Johnny said played nice for them last year. So, They've added some real good players. Uh, it's really just going to be a matter of chemistry and how it all works out with the coaching staff and how everyone fits into place there. Next team, we've got the Cleveland Browns. Um, obviously, the big news is Odell Beckham Jr. What a crazy trade that was. You know, David or uh, Dave Gettleman made the stance all throughout the season saying that they didn't sign Odell to trade him. Well, guess what they just did? And to the Browns, reunited with his friend uh, Jarvis, best friend Jarvis Landry. Baker's going to eat, I think. Just an awesome signing for Cleveland. The job that Dorsey has done turning that franchise around has been pretty incredible. Don't think we've ever seen anything like that. You go from 0-16 two years ago, now everyone's hyping them up to be division champions this year. Going to be super exciting to watch. They also had a Kareem Hunt. You know That backfield is going to be pretty lethal too. Hunt, Chubb, and Duke Johnson. It's just going to be fun to watch Cleveland. They automatically rose up to one of the most fun teams to watch this year, I think. I think you're going to see them get a ton of primetime games. Wouldn't it be surprised to see them get six, seven primetime games? Everyone's going to have a lot of excitement for Cleveland. It's going to be interesting to see if it translates on the field. Also, another signing, uh, a guy that we mentioned in our last episode is one of our top free agents. I believe he was number six, Sheldon Richardson. Uh, we mentioned that he kind of bounced around a lot when these one-year deals. Well, he finally found some security in Cleveland, got himself a three-year deal, a hefty payday too. Kind of beefs up that defensive line again. Cleveland, you know, they know you got to win in the trenches, especially on defense, and they sure as hell beefed up that defensive line again. So it's going to be awesome to watch that defense. You know, they really improved last year. I'm interested to see how Steve Wilkes kind of works out there. Don't really know how good of a coordinator he is now. I mean, obviously last year was just a – torrential like obviously last year was a train wreck when it comes to the Cardinals we'll see how he performs in the defensive coordinator position though so Cleveland looking up for sure after free agency and another team with uh last year had a rookie quarterback Buffalo um they were close to signing Antonio Brown or trading for Antonio Brown that madness that happened uh a couple nights before free agency broke out trade fell apart but they did go out and get some good players uh, you get Mitch Morse at center, Cole Beasley and uh, John Brown at wide receiver. You know, they knew they had the rookie quarterback they had to help out. Went and got Frank Gore as well. Josh Allen's got some weapons now. Um, really, it's going to be interesting to watch this team because I don't know how many more excuses Josh Allen's going to have. You know, He's got his critics out there. Uh, personally, I think he's 
going to have a good shot to be a good quarterback now, especially with all these new players. Also an underrated signing is Tyler Croft, someone who stepped in pretty well after the Eifert injury. Um, kind of more of a blocking guy, but obviously Allen's more of a running quarterback uh, for now. But you get Gore in there, you got Shady. Buffalo's going to be interesting to watch this year. Uh, Sean McDermott's kind of building a beast, um, real hard-nosed football team, so it's going to be fun to watch them as well. Another team that I think did pretty well for you to see, the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, nothing splashy or flashy at all, but I think it was smart money spent. You know, uh, Chris Ballard really is kind of building a beast in Indianapolis. Uh, you go out and get Justin Houston. You needed pass rush last year. You get someone who's kind of been hurt the past couple of years, but we'll see if he can turn it around and kind of make an impact on the Colts. Also, Pierre Desir, a decent cornerback there. And then Devin Funches on a one-year deal, too. Really like this move. I think Funches can be someone that Luck can lean on a lot. Kind of take some pressure off of T.Y. Hilton as well. Colts are going to be interesting to watch again. You know, back in the playoffs last year with Luck healthy, fully expecting to be back again this year. Uh, I think they might be a bit better too, especially with how Ballard drafted last year. If they have another huge draft, this team could really be on the up. Um, not really a winner, but you have to mention the Raiders too. Getting Antonio Brown is something that is nothing to scoff at. Uh, especially as a Broncos fan here. You know, he's one of the receivers that's really given Chris Harris problems over the past couple of years. Well, now Chris has to face him twice a year, so that's going to be interesting to watch too. Moving on to the losers, though, teams that I thought didn't really take full advantage of free agency. Um, the New York Giants, of course. I mean, once you lose a player like Odell Beckham, you're not really getting better. They did make some decent additions, though. I mean, replacing Odell Beckham with Golden Tate is really a downgrade. Um, but, I mean, I do like Tate as a player. You get Antoine Bethea, too, and you get Kevin Zeitler in that trade. Uh, help Saquon up front. Um, I just thought they could have done more. Um, you're rolling with Eli again. I mean, we'll see how that works out. It's really just going to depend on the draft here for Gettleman. I know he's got his critics out right now. But I think we need to see how this draft goes, uh, if they get Haskins or another quarterback. And then we can kind of evaluate this whole offseason as a whole for the Giants. But as of right now, um, they're on the negative side of things. Another team, uh, Cincinnati, uh, you're kind of caught in purgatory, I think, especially with Andy Dalton as a quarterback. How much longer is he going to be there? Uh, does anyone really believe in him there anymore? You got Zach Taylor coming in at head coach. Maybe he wants to get a guy in. Who really knows there? But they're just in free fall right now. No one really knows what's going on. You got an unproven head coach. Didn't really make any splashes in free agency. Lost some guys, too. It's going to be interesting to see just how good Cincinnati is this year. If they don't have a good draft, I think this team could really be hurting, probably hovering around uh, four wins or something like that. Another loser, uh, Kansas City. You know, did you do enough to improve your team? You have Patrick Mahomes on a rookie contract, and as we all know, that's how you win in the NFL these days. You get a quarterback on a rookie contract. You build around that with the cap relief that comes from that contract. Um, they didn't really go out and do much, though. You had Carlos Hyde which, okay, that's pretty good, I guess. I mean, you had Damian Williams come in and play pretty well for them in relief of Kareem Hunt after they released him. But Carlos Hyde isn't anything special either, and he's kind of just a plotter. He's nothing really flashy at the running back position, um, just someone that you can kind of throw in there and trust on first and second down to kind of run the ball. They did get Tyron Matthew, though. Uh, I think that is a good addition. But that team just needs so much help defensively. I just can't help but wonder, did you do enough to help out uh, your shiny new franchise quarterback? Moving on, I mean, I would have put them in the winners, but uh, I figured I'd just separate them. Uh, let's talk about some Denver Broncos football here. 
free agency, I think, was a pretty big win for them this year. I mean, obviously the Flacco stuff went down. We talked about that a couple episodes back. So that trade finally went through its official. Uh, a big move, though, you get Jawan James from the Dolphins on a long-term deal. You finally solved the long problem at right tackle. It's been a revolving door of players and just just a revolving door at right tackle in general, letting pass rushers run through and destroy quarterbacks. Now you get someone who can kind of solidify that position. You did pay him top dollar. I don't know if he's really the top uh, top tackle in the league, but you know now that you have some kind of security at that position, I think you can build around that. The offensive line is actually starting to look good too, especially with Mike Munchak coming in. People still don't really mention that, but I really expect the Denver offensive line to be a lot better. But the two biggest additions were Kareem Jackson and Bryce Callahan in the back end. Uh, Denver's really trying to build, I think, the no-fly zone 2.0, and I think they have a good chance here. Uh, Vangio always emphasized, um, I've heard a couple times he's emphasized that he wants his defensive backs to be able to tackle. Kareem Jackson's an awesome tackler. Uh, went down and broke a couple, broke down a couple of his games. He's a really fun watch. Played some cornerback, played in the slot. And at safety, real versatile defender. I think he's going to be a great addition for the Broncos. And then Bryce Callahan, a slot cornerback. So I think this kind of insinuates that Chris Harris is probably going to play more outside this year, which is interesting since he's been one of the best slot defenders in the NFL the past few years. But I can see why you want to do that, I guess. Um, I mean, Bryce Callahan is a decent corner. Um, Nothing too crazy there. I mean, he had a couple picks last year, and he's a decent cover guy. Um, plays well in zone. I think this is why they signed him is because he really fit well in Bangio's scheme. Um, Bangio trusts him to bracket underneath a lot and do some of that stuff. So uh, everyone was speculating bringing Amos in uh, with Fangio, but I think Bryce Callahan will kind of help out the position a lot. Um, you really got some cover guys in the secondary now, though, for Denver. Uh, Simmons back at safety. You now you got Callahan, Kareem Jackson, Chris Harris, Yadam in his second year. Uh, Will Parks has probably played a lot of safety this year, too. It's a good back end, man. Uh, I'm really excited to watch them, see them get back to their domination in the past game. You know, last year was just terrible. Lost a lot of corners throughout the year and gave up just a ton of passing yards. Um, Still don't know if we can cover tight ends. We'll kind of figure that out as we go. Um, But you do resign Jeff Hireman also, uh, bringing in Flacco. Flacco is notorious for loving his tight ends. Hyman's a decent tight end all around, a good blocker, decent receiving threat. Really showed some promise last year, finally, after being hurt the past couple of years. But then, of course, in around November, found himself again on IR. So we'll see how he holds up again this year. Um, I think it was just a one-year deal, so it'll be interesting to watch how much he's used uh, if Denver drafts another tight end to kind of compete with him. But you get butt healthy back, too, so tight end's kind of looking up now. You know, John Elway kind of went out and fixed the positions that have been plaguing the Broncos, besides quarterback, plaguing the Broncos for a couple years. Uh, we'll see how Flacco is. I've kind of been coming around on that move. But, I mean, nothing really pretty from Joe Flacco's film the past couple of years. So we'll see how a change of scenery benefits him. All right, uh, that's our free agency recap today. Um, want to talk some uh, draft prospects. Got some draft notes here, too. Just about everything, really. We'll start off at the top at number one, and it seems to look like that Kyler's really going to go number one. Um, kind of have mixed feelings about this. I really like Kyler as a player. Um, I don't really know if I like the fit, though. You bring in Kingsbury, really kind of an unknown commodity, and I just don't really know if I trust the Cardinals organization that much. 
Um, you did draft some decent players last year. Christian Kirk is pretty nice. But Kaim's kind of in this weird position where he's really got to ha- hit a home run with this draft. You know, you don't really know what's going on with Kingsbury. It's really risky. I don't know how it's exactly going to work out, but it's just crazy to see them give up a Josh Rosen so quick. A guy that was getting just teed off on last year and showed some promise at times. Um, I can't imagine how he feels. You know, he's kind of a angsty guy. So I'm sure if he does get traded from Arizona, uh, when they finally play, when he finally plays Arizona, that'll be must-watch TV. Going to move on to some more skill position players here, especially the wide receivers. Um, you know, DK Metcalf's been getting crazy hype throughout this whole process. You know, started with that photo. Then, of course, he had the combine, ran the 4-3-3-40. But I've got my doubts about this guy, man. I watched a lot of Ole Miss film, uh, kind of broke down all the skill position players, and I'm just not sold. Um, I went and watched a lot of Hakeem Butler recently. And, you know, Hakeem and DK are really similar prospects. You know, a lot of people are knocking Hakeem Butler for his drops. And DK suffers from the same problem. But I don't understand how he kind of gets the pass and Butler doesn't. Um, after I've watched them both, I really like Butler more. I think he might be wide receiver one for me. Um, his ability to kind of just contort his body and actually play up to his size is something that impressed me. And it's something that I didn't think DK really showed. I don't think he really showed off how strong he was, um, and just didn't seem that dominating as a player. Whereas Hakeem Butler was an animal on the field, uh, super strong too. He absolutely levels defensive backs. It's fun to watch him back to the old Miss guys. Um, I think I'd rather take AJ Brown later than DK Metcalf earlier in the draft. Just it's so many unknowns with DKs. You got the injuries as well. And AJ Brown, I mean, he did play in the slot a lot, but he just looks better as a route runner. Um, that's the thing with DK Metcalf. I don't really know how good he is as a route runner. I know you can kind of find ways to hide that, but the guy ran a 7.383 cone, which is really, really bad. Um, so I, it'll be interesting to watch these guys' careers. Um, if I was a GM, I think I would be skipping on DK, especially for the price. He's not worth a mid to high first round draft pick for me. I'd rather just try and come around in the second and pick up AJ Brown. I think that's someone that could have a better impact. Uh, in the short term and long term. Going back to some Iowa State uh, stuff, though, I think I got to shout this team out. Um, Iowa State's kind of got some dogs. Obviously, Hakeem Butler and all that he's shown. Um, but David Montgomery's an animal. Uh, he kind of reminds me of Mark Ingram when I watch him. Uh, and it's weird to say, but he's like a more agile, uh, better runner than Mark Ingram, more instinctive. Uh, he's just got that Mark Ingram style. You know, he's not really going to contribute much in the passing game, but he's just a natural runner. He's got instincts and contact balance like crazy. He breaks a ton of tackles. He's a fun watch, and I think he's someone that's been kind of forgotten about throughout this process. I think he's been pretty underrated to this point. But shout out to Matt Campbell. I think he's built a really awesome program there. Uh, the quarterback was a true freshman last year. He showed some promise, kind of a dual threat guy. Uh, he could pull it down and run. He made some plays with his feet. Did make some poor decisions with his arm, uh, kind of forcing stuff. But, I mean, he was a true freshman. He's got time to learn, but he's someone that really kind of impressed me at a first glance. Also, this wide receiver, number 14, uh, another redshirt freshman, I think, working out of the slot. Someone to keep an eye out on. Really fast. Uh, showed off his hands, too.
Tariq Milton, uh, is someone to keep an eye on. You know, he's kind of a small guy, but he's got some wheels, man. He's someone that I'm definitely keeping my eye on as we move forward through college football in 2019 and 2020. Going back to running backs, though, another guy that I think has been kind of underrated throughout this process, Justice Hill. Um, again, just a real natural runner. Doesn't offer you much in the pass game, but a guy that shows off contact balance, has some awesome speed, and he's got just some great vision. You know, I wrote an article for Inside the Pylon uh, leading up to last football season, previewing Justice Hill, and he really kind of disappointed um, statistical-wise, and I think he got injured a lot last year. So his stock kind of suffered from that. But you turn on the 2017 film, and this guy is just out there. Looks like the best player on the field. And, you know, they had James Washington. They had Mason Rudolph. Um, they had some guys back there. But I think Justice Hill is not getting the buzz that he should at this point. Going back to the wide receivers, though, um, obviously everyone's got decaf, DK Metcalf so high up right now. I think if I had to rate him, you know, I have to do some more work on these guys. Uh, a lot of people I still want to watch. But I think wide receiver one, I'm going to have Hakeem Butler, um, followed by Nikhil Harry. And then at number three, I've got A.J. Brown, then D.K. Metcalf. And then I've got Hollywood Brown. Uh, he's suffering through a – Hollywood Brown suffering through a Liz Frank injury right now, kind of recovering from that. And that's kind of been a knock on him throughout the process. He hasn't been able to work out much, hasn't been able to perform at the combine or pro days. But Corey Davis had the same injury, and he ended up going six overall when he was coming out. Um, so I know it's kind of iffy for a guy with his style of play, uh, just blazing speed. But I really like Hollywood Brown as a prospect, and I think he's someone that will really pay off if you take the risk uh, in this year's draft. All right, guys, uh, another quick episode. Uh, thanks again for listening. Uh, I'm going to try and get back on here, get some more player rankings coming out. Um, I think that's what's going to be the next move here, get some offense and defensive player rankings. I'm also going to be working on another article, I think, here soon, uh, dealing with Vic Fangio's new defense and how all these free agents kind of fit into it, and what to expect uh, draft-wise, what they do with the number 10 overall pick. It's going to be very interesting to see what the Broncos do at 10. A lot of speculation about quarterback. Don't really believe that. I think Elway's kind of come out and squash those two. I mean, he did say that Flacco's entering his prime. Um, don't really know about that, but uh, I think that's kind of his way of committing to Flacco. And it would just make sense to me if uh, he kind of handed over the 10th overall pick to Vangio. You know, coming in as a first-year head coach, you hire a defensive guy. You want him to get to build his defense. And if you want to get back to winning championships and stuff. Uh, Denver obviously won in Super Bowl 50 through defense. I think that's the plan here. So I'm definitely thinking defense will be the pick at 10. Uh, we'll have some more words on that as we move forward. I'll let you guys know about that. But uh, thanks again for listening and talk to you soon.